Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with your host, Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. And also, you can find us on Facebook group, um, NY Just Fans, Just Fans Only, as we come to y'all with a new episode. Um, we in week 10. Uh, Kyle, how you feeling, um, especially about the last game? I'm doing all right. Um, as far as the last game goes, um, it's uh, it's funny, I guess, it's just to see the outcome because uh, I know we had we were supposed to have, you know, that uh, talk with that other the other show during that time, and the the I would say the theme that I was going to say in terms of going into that game is that the it would have been decided by how well the the front lines played. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's where the battle would have been. And pretty much that kind of showed its face with, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, running for uh, 172 yards and two touchdowns. You know, like that pretty much framed the dynamic of how the, you know, the Colts pretty much won that game. Yeah, um, it was very terrible, like. To, I they like it just seems like they was averaging about a good close to 10 yards per carry and they just couldn't stop them for nothing and I was just sitting there confused like god like god damn I, I know that the line I know that the coast offensive lineman is is decent good but I didn't expect them to play like they all was going to the pro bowl you know so I was just like wow like y'all can't get a stop for nothing I mean I mean, other than that, Mike White got injured. Um, what you saw out of uh, Josh Johnson? Did you think he had a, a decent performance, even though, even though it was kind of like too late, you know, when when uh, White got injured and the Colts made that run? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know Johnson played extremely well under the circumstances. You know, being that he's technically the third string quarterback on the team. You know, he came in. You know, even though it, you know, it got kind of out of hand, but think about it. If that tip pass doesn't happen, you know, on that last possession, he's able to get a touchdown. It it would have been a one score game with like a minute and change left. So, you know, the likelihood of them getting an onside kick, you know, is unlikely. But from the way the game started to how it ended, I think definitely showed, you know, the team's um, willingness, willingness not to quit. Yeah, but it also shows that um, the offense really got, you know, is really showing their potential, um, especially Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore actually had a, a decent, good game with uh, two touchdowns. And um, with Davis coming back, I'm a, I'm a hopefully expecting to see more out the kid. Um, I know a lot of people was hyped up, but he definitely showed this potential. Like we said, we know it's too late, but that's what, you know, that's the type of things we like to see. We like to see um, teams like we like to see when a team doesn't give up and, you know, play all the way to the end. Um, but other than that, it was just like I said, it was just crazy. Um, thank God the injury wasn't too serious for Mike White. Um, the Zach Wilson definitely participated in practice, but he, he will not be the starter. Um, they're not in a rush to put Zach Wilson in. Um, Mike White will get the start again. Um, is that the right decision for uh, for Salon um, Company? Uh, absolutely, and for well, I say for several reasons. Uh, 
I'll start with the first one being that uh, the White is a restricted free agent going into next year. So what that means is that based on how well he does, the team can actually uh, tender him, you know, going into next season. So if he plays well and he lights it up, you know, there's a chance that the Jets can actually get, you know, maybe a second, maybe a first round pick for him based on, you know, how well he performs. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's the first step. And then to me, I think the second part of this is the fact that because of what Wilson um, shown so far, I think he's really not ready to be, you know, that guy yet for us. So he needs to just sit back, watch the offense and get some sort of, um, you know, get some sort of, uh, how should I say, you know, experience just by, as I said, looking at film and, and diagnosing film so that he would be able to hopefully uh, have better, um, be able to diagnose defenses better. And hopefully that leads to better um, window anticipation because that's to me his, one of his glaring flaws outside of his extreme inconsistency with the simple passes. Right. And, you know, for me, it's just the the fact of the matter is that um, Mike White will get another chance to to prove that he he belongs in the uh, that he belongs to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. If that was the case, because like I said, the first drive was actually OK. But when it came to that second drive, you saw that Mike White was comfortable and he got that touchdown uh, quickly. And you can see that he's he he got a flow. So um, what could you expect to see from um, the Jets offense against the Bills defense? Uh, that I said that is definitely to be seen because, uh, you know, the Bills, if anything, was probably more prided on their defense than the offense. You know, as I, obviously, you know, uh, Josh Allen, you know, played played well and you know he has his guy in um digs but um you know i think buffalo's always been better on the defensive side of the ball so that's i think where our challenge is going to be in you know getting you know positive plays on on offense so that one put points on the board and two we get to keep our defense off the field you know for you know extremes amount of time Mm-hmm. And also, I I'm not expecting the offense to I'm not expecting the Bills' offense to 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 go out and get six points again like they did against the Jags, <laughs> which was a very shocking uh, game that we'll talk about later on. But I do not expect that offense to play like how they played. Um, it was kind of shocking and it was kind of surprising, but I don't expect them to do that again. So, so my prediction. And my score probably would be that that the Bills will probably win. Um, it would be maybe a 27-21 game. Um, like I said, um, I don't know what the Bills defense is going to do against Mike White and how they're going to prepare for him. But I'm expecting Mike White to come out, you know, firing in all cylinders, but maybe just can't get the job done. Yep, uh, I 
as a, at the end of the day, I'm hoping, you know, White actually becomes that guy, you know, let's say for the reason I mentioned before. And, you know, I think uh, it should be, it should definitely be a help with uh, Corey Davis coming back. You know, he's, he's been pretty productive, you know, you know, for us so far. Um, I would say also definitely an important factor for us, which, you know, I kind of think we might have a slight edge as it's factored in the, the run game because uh, Buffalo really doesn't have a solid run game. I and mean, at the end of the day, their best run threat is Allen. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, definitely if we can contain them and make make them one-dimensional, in that aspect where, you know, they have to rely on Allen dropping back every time to, you know, to make plays. Um, I think that gives us a, a very good chance of um, getting a win in this game. All right. So uh, what's your prediction? What's your uh, prediction to score for, for this game? Um, I see. Being that we're at home and yeah, being at home, I'm I'm going to give us a. Uh, I'm gonna say 27, 24 Jets. Mm. So, so this is the first time we actually disagreed on on this on the score prediction. So this will be very interesting. I don't know. I might change my pick at the. I might do a U and you know change my pick, <laughs> <laughs> even though it'll be too late. But yeah, we'll you know we'll see what we'll definitely see what happens. Um, you know, all in all, I think it'll be a good game, but it'll be better. Like I don't know. It just seems like the Jets play uh against the bad teams, but against the good teams, they play good. So I don't. So I can see why you also picked the Jets to win this game. Yeah, that's you know, kind of going with history so far, you know, in terms of the, you know, so, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we definitely will, and um, I can't wait to see that game. This is a definitely a big game, not just for us, but also for Buffalo because the Patriots is actually um coming back. So, yeah, it's a it's a big game for both teams. So I can't I can't wait to see this game. Um, so Odell Beckham, he's finally free. Um. But the four teams that he's considering uh, going to is either the Packers, the Seahawks, the Saints, or the Chiefs. Um, which team? Which team do you think Odell would fit best, and why? Um, I would say at this point, I don't know if he would actually want to go there, you know. But I think that uh, the Saints would probably be his best bet in terms of the fact that. He can go there and be that featured guy, you know, with um, Michael Thomas pretty much being done, you know, he can go there and showcase, you know, what his, you know, he believes his abilities still are. And, you know, that can hopefully turn into, uh, you know, a payday for him. No, I, no, no, I agree with that. And um, they definitely need a wide receiver, especially when you have a quarterback like um, Simeon not the best not the best option um but if he wants to go with a with the with a team that's actually winning and that can be um a one-two punch i i would say the packers even though the packers have the receivers already but um 
I could actually see Odell Beckham could, you know, and Devontae Adams being a hell of a combination. Um, my prediction will be the Packers by by landslide. And also I think Devontae Adams is best friends with him from from what from what's being um heard from an article that I read earlier. Um, so if it's the Packers, then it's the Packers. I don't see the Seahawks getting them. Um, and I don't see the Chiefs. I definitely don't see the Chiefs. I'll be shocked if it's the Chiefs, to be honest with you. I don't think they need wide receivers. I think they need defense help, but you know, that's that's <laughs> but that's my that's my opinion, you know. Yeah, that's like definitely the Chiefs need uh defense. Um my my only thing with uh Green Bay is that uh as I don't know what's gonna go on with uh Aaron Rodgers and his situation. Yeah. But um even when he plays, you know, Devontae Adams is his guy. And I don't know if um Odell would want to go to a place where he knows out the rip, there is no question he's gonna be second fiddle. Like there's not even a shot in hell that he can be that guy with Devontae Adams there. Right. Right. And I agree. But you know what? If it, it it will take some it will take pressure off the off Devontae Adams and also when they you know when Devontae Adams is having big games, you know, Beckham could be that that other guy, you know, and he and for him having that experience and being that man God, I think it wouldn't be a problem getting him the ball, you know, because Rogers is the guy that 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 will find you, you know. So that's why that's why I kind of predicted the Packers too. You know, Wilson could do the same. Russell Wilson could do the same, but I just yeah. feel like with with Lockett and McCaff, you know, you already got you already got hella wide receivers over there. I just feel like the Packers need the help the most. But like I said, I'll be shocked if he goes to the Chiefs because, like I said, that'd be so unnecessary to have all that offense and you still don't have the help on defense. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's very critical. <laughs> it's very, very critical. But we'll we'll find out. They said that um that he's not in the rush. So we'll figure out maybe in the next few days and we'll talk more about it next week or next week episode. Um also I forgot we forgot to talk about this last week. Um the Jets um had a new offensive assistant, um, which is John Beck, Wilson's uh QB coach. Um, how do you feel about that, Kyle? Uh, like, I definitely understand, you know, the um, the philosophy about that. And I think it also, um, I guess, helped with what we kind of saw over the past couple of weeks, which would have let uh, LaFleur off the hook of being on the field and having back in a booth where apparently seems he's uh, more comfortable or better suited. So, I think, you know, having Beck being that 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 voice for Zach on the on the field level, you know, whenever he uh comes back into the mix, I think that's that's a good look for them. But when you but them two games, LaFleur's been up there. The offense actually been hell of a lot better. Um than they scoring points. So, you know, I think it's good that that he's up in the booth, you know. Cause I feel like he got, he gets more of that private time and he's not, you know, being pressured, you know, with the guys on the field. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe this good, good that he's doing good up there, you know? Yeah. I would say only, the only thing I would say, like definitely 
uh, so far, like, as it's seen that, you know, he's been, you know, better um, coaching wise up there. But I would mm-hmm. also put in the fact, like, I actually just think it's the quarterback play, you know, is a, is a bigger picture. Because yes. even, though, even though the game was a blowout in New England, uh, Mike White with, you know, damn near no preparation, you know, prep time in terms of getting reps and practice and stuff like that, he came in and he still competed, um, completed over 60% of his passes against New England and, you know, was able to throw for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. that, that in itself saying that he was able to have though small, that type of success might also lead to the fact that, you know, it's more of a quarterback thing as to why our offense hasn't been exactly what it was rather than just saying that he's up in the booth. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And that's a great point. Um, you know, as long as John Beck is helping out Wilson's game and it works out, you know, because this is our – number this is our number one guy for a while the number two pick then then do what you got to do um you know i'm not going to speak much on donald i'll talk more about that on the panthers game but i'm hoping it i'm hoping it works out you know because there was a hell of a trade um it was a hell of you know it was just we we had to get rid of Donald and we had to do what we got to do for this guy and I'm I'm hoping hoping I don't have to regret it because then I have to hear a lot of people, <laughs> you know I, I definitely will have to hear a lot of people like yeah this is the guy that you wanted but if Mike White is that guy for us then I'm not mad at that neither you know yeah I said, I just do want to guy said I know he's taking a couple of um lumps over the uh. The, you know, the season so far, but I do want to shout out JD because they put in perspective of what he did, which was mm-hmm. he turned, he turned, uh, he turned uh, Sam, uh, Jamal Adams, and a fourth round pick into technically a full draft class. You know what I mean? He got six picks yeah. out of there where two of them were first round picks. So he yeah. almost like, literally, he almost got a complete draft class, which was two firsts, a second, a third, a fourth, and a sixth. Like that's that's technically someone, one team's entire draft class for a year that he ended up right. getting for two players and a and a fourth round pick. So shout out to JD for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's, that's JD's mastermind. And we still got to see what goes on with Seattle. We still, we're going to root against uh, Seattle, but. You know, we hope it, we hope we still get a decent draft pick out of that Seattle um, Seattle pick. So we'll we'll find out more soon. Um, yeah, shout out to you, JD. Um, let's get into our week nine uh, games uh, recap. Um, Browns dominated the Bengals forty-one to sixteen without uh, Beckham. Yeah, I I felt that uh, you know Cleveland was going to win that game. I didn't expect it to be in that fashion. Uh, you know, I thought, uh, I thought that, uh, you know, with some of the stuff that was going on, you know, with Cleveland, you know, might've uh, hampered them a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, it seemed, you know, they got back Chubb and Chubb did his thing and you know, for whatever reason, it seemed like, you know, they, they was able to get uh, Burrow off his game a little bit because he only had, 
you know, he had 282 yards, but um, no touchdowns and two interceptions. So that's very uh, unburl-like, you know, so far in his, you know, in his career. Right. Um, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the Browns because yeah, I, I definitely chose the Bengals to win, but um, yeah, they did what they had to do. So yeah, shout out, shout out to the Browns. Big, big win for y'all. Um, Broncos surprisingly, dom- surprisingly dominated the Cowboys 30 to 16. Yeah, that was definitely a head scratcher because, uh, you know, with that game, they were literally shutting them out into the fourth quarter, which I would have never expected, especially after them uh, losing um, Vaughn Miller, you know. So, yeah, that was definitely a, a bit of a surprise there. Yeah, it just shows uh, Vic Fanzio and, uh, and, and company, um, they they doing their thing on that coaching side. So even though they they still got Bridgewater, but they they still doing what they have to do to get the wins. They over 500. So, not, like, even if they get to 8-8, eight and eight, I still think it's a good season for the Broncos, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, because, um, as I said, I don't, think, I don't think there was high expectations with them with Bridgewater starting. Like, I thought that they were going to be, be a competitive team, but uh, in the, especially in the division at the end, I didn't expect them to really make too much noise. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, but shout out to the Broncos on a, on a big win. Um, you know, sometimes you can't win it all, and, and we didn't expect it to happen, but, you know, this is the NFL, and things happen. So, yeah, shout out to the Broncos. Big win for y'all. Um, Dolphins. Low scoring game um, against the Texans, seventeen to nine. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too much going on. Tavai Taylor came that back, one, but he had a horrible game. That one, I'm kind of upset about because, like, I went with Houston, not realizing that um, that Davis Mills wasn't playing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor ended up playing that game. So if I'd have known that, I definitely wouldn't have went with Houston on that pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, man, the both both of them, to be honest, both quarterbacks didn't really have a good game. It was just very low. Um, uh, it was just very, very, very low. Uh, so, I mean, either way, it wasn't good for either one. Um, was Tua injured? Um. I believe so. That's why, yeah, because um, Jacoby Brissett actually uh, actually played. But right. Then, even with that, like I said, knowing that Tyrod Taylor was starting, I would never pick the the, the Texans. <laughs> I agree, and also um, and also uh, both teams combined for nine turnovers, so it was it was kind of a pretty sloppy game for both teams. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Uh Falcons. Um the Falcons actually beat the Saints 27 to 25. Yeah, like uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was on like a, a, a last second uh field goal that they was able to um pull that game out with. But I think I picked the Saints and I felt that because I don't know what's going on with uh you know with Atlanta and Matty Ice, you know, you never know which one of those guys are gonna show up. You know, and it's quite amazing that they, even that they won, being that they, 
they only had 34 yards uh, rushing on 25 attempts. So <laughs> they were very one-dimensional in getting this win. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Falcons. Um, it, was, it was a win for them, you know, um, to Patterson showed, showed off, showed out. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the Falcons. It was a good, good win for them. Um, overall, just a good win for them. Um, Giants actually beat the Raiders, um, shockingly, 23-16. Yeah, that's another one. I, I thought the Raiders uh, would have, is, was a more balanced team, you know, to go up against the Giants. Uh, but as I, I'm not sure exactly uh, what went on with them <laughs> in this game, you know, because uh, with the Giants especially, you know, with the injuries and stuff that they had, like, I didn't see them winning this game, especially, like, to think that they won and they had, what is it, only 250 yards of total offense. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's a bit of a, uh, a shocker. But, yeah, they was able to pull it out. Yeah. That, to me, it's just the fact of the matter is that uh, – <laughs> that they won on Daniel Jones throwing only having 110 passing yards and yeah so it was, it was I guess I guess shout out to the Giants you know like I said it's the NFL you just don't know what to expect this was a really a weird weird week week for 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 bad picks <laughs> for us overall um the Patriots they dominated the Panthers uh, 24 to 6 uh yeah that was that should have been expected uh it's uh sam donald going up against you know uh belichick which you know the famous um seeing ghosts <laughs> quote yeah. that I, I expected him to see more ghosts <laughs> you know and it, it showed up mm. he ended up having three interceptions and had yelling at him that he was trying to avoid him the whole time. So, yeah, that's that. Like I said, that was to be expected. And and also, Donald is out for that. Uh, I'm guessing you know, close to the regular season um, due to his injury. So yeah. it's back. So yeah, that's so yeah. It's it's not looking good for the Panthers and and the playoff hopes. I'm I'm not gonna lie because. <laughs> You know, the offense really is not jumping like that. You know, they should have just took the jump and got Watson, but they didn't want to do it. So there you go. Um, they decided on uh, Matt Barkley instead. <laughs> oh, my God. Not Matt Barkley. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, every time I think about Matt Barkley, I think about that Bills-Jets game when I don't know if the Jets scored the point. And Barkley whooped, whooped, whooped they behind. <laughs> oh my God, I was so disgusted. I was so disgusted with that game. But that's for another day. <laughs> um, the Jags beat the Bills not in the weird score, nine to six. Yeah, we definitely had a a, a baseball score in that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, this is this was probably one of the biggest surprises of the week, you know, to think that uh, a team like Buffalo would uh, would fall to a team with only one win, you know, 
with one win, a rookie quarterback, you know, no real uh, offensive threats. Like this, this, this should have been a, a cakewalk, but I guess maybe they went in to the game thinking that it was going to be a cakewalk and it backfired on them. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to the, uh, to the Jags. I didn't expect the win, but they, they got the win. So, you know, shout out to the Jags. Uh, Ravens, high scoring, high scoring uh, game in the, in the overtime win against the Vikings, 34-31. Yeah, I, f- I figured this was going to be a, a decent game. Like I, I and, you know, because first off, you know, any game that Lamar Jackson is playing in it, you know, it's, I think it's going to be, for the most part, an, an exciting game, you know, you know, and he's a, I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't he break the record for um, uh, consecutive, I think, 100-yard uh, rushing rushing yard games by a, a quarterback, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. So, yeah, that's – that's there you go. Like, that's the re- one of the main reasons why this team is going to be so dangerous because this man is, is, is just that he's, – he's that dude, you know? <laughs> right. But, you know, the Vikings fighting with them. Um, you know, still still shows that they they might have a chance. Um, maybe later down the season, we still got what nine games left. So yeah, I mean, half the season is open, but you know that second half, that's this is where teams fight. Every team fight, regardless of the records, you know. And and it's, it was good. It was good to see both teams fight. Like it was like they both was battling for a playoff spot. But shout out to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That was a big one for them. Um, Chargers barely beat the Eagles in a tight game, 27-24. Yeah, I figured that this one was going to be a a, a close game. Uh, I said they they're to me, it may not seem like it, but they're they're kind of matched up kind of evenly. You know, uh, I think the you know say so obviously the Chargers have the quarterback edge. But um, I think where they're lacking, you know, it was like on the defensive side, like they have a couple of good guys, you know, that stand out. You know, they have the Bosa's and the um, the, the 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 James, the Darren James, and stuff like that. But I think as a unit, they're okay. So right. with that being said, that it gave uh, it gave the Eagles an opportunity to at least compete, especially being at home. So I think that's where. That's where this game ended up being. Yeah. Um, Chargers needed this win. But, you know, there was a great performance from both teams um, battling it out. And But the Eagles, but, you know, the Eagles fighting, even if they lose, it's still, that's that's still good for them in their future. So, mm-hmm. so regardless if they lose, they still win as long as they battling against teams like, like this, you know? Yep. Definitely agree. Yeah. So, so shout out to both teams. Um, the Chiefs barely beat the Packers in the in the weird low scoring game, thirteen to seven. Yeah, this was this was extremely weird game, especially with uh, you know no Aaron Rodgers in the on in play here. Like I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. Like they're so it's almost like they're, they're they got zapped by the monsters and and 
no one really has knows how to play football anymore with the type of performances that they've been putting up. You know, uh, 13 points uh, against a team that's you know with Jordan that's being led by um, Jordan Love. That's that's to me that's unacceptable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, very unacceptable. Because just imagine if Rogers Rogers would have played, it would have been a blowout. Yeah. Hands down, it would have been a blowout, and also just Mahomes twenty or thirty-seven. I think, I think with the with the real, I think what the problem is is that teams is actually starting to read, starting to read that Chiefs offense. You know, like you give like like just imagine like you give Kelsey his yards one game, and you shut down the rest of the team, but then the next game you give it to Hill, but you shut down the rest of the team. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what's they, I don't know what's their game plan, but the Chiefs have to do better. To me, they don't deserve to be five and four, and that's just my opinion. You know, I know they'd be like, yeah, you know, but they Super Bowl champs. They went to the Super Bowl two years in a row, but the way they playing, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I said I don't know what's going on with that offense because you, you think about it like this: Hill had four catches on eleven targets. Like, what's going on that? You know, they was only able to complete, you know, like 30% of the passes going to Tyreek Hill, who's probably one of the premier, not probably, but is one of the premier wideouts in this game, you know? Right. Well, they better get it together soon because, too, when playoffs come and they in the playoffs, they'll they'll be out of the first round. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see as time moves along. Um, the Cardinals uh, beat the 49ers without um, without Kyler Murphy, 31 to 17. Yeah. Uh, the, the 49ers, like I said, they're, they're an anomaly right now because, you know, they, you, they were normally known for, you know, being this defensive team, but now that Salah's gone, you know, I'm pretty sure the dynamic is going to change a little bit in terms of certain things that they do and how they play. But uh, yeah, for them to, for them to, to me, to lose by this much with, you know, the other team starting their second, uh, the second string back and, you know, losing like this, I, that's, I don't know, that's, that's an interesting thing for, you know, to, to kind of just put into words. And like, this should have been a much closer game than uh, what it came out to be. Yeah, I guess Colt, Colt McCoy got his win. So shout out to Colt McCoy. He got, he got the dub. So yeah, the Cardinals did what they got to do and they back on top for now. So shout out to the Cardinals. Um, Titans defense, um, shut, down, shut down Stafford and the Rams. Um, Stafford's worst game of the year as a Ram, uh, 28 to 16. Yeah, this was, this was a shocker right up there with that, that Bills, with that Bills, I would say with that Bills one, but, uh, maybe just under because the Titans, you know, are definitely, uh, a good team, but the fact that they, you know, that they lost Henry, you would think that, you know, they would, they would have took a, a little step back. But, you know, apparently, you know, the defense was able to step up this game and, and kind of put a, a little bit of a hole on the Rams 
you know, to get this win. But I'm, I'm wondering, it's, it's interesting because uh, I'm wondering how much did, uh, you know, them, them letting go uh, Deshaun plays into this because, you know, he's definitely someone that can take the top off of the, the defense. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. how their, their, you know, their offensive strategy is going to be now with uh with him gone you know this i'm wondering if this was kind of a uh a showing of what might happen to them and how certain teams might play them without that threat right and i feel like we'll we'll know more about that very soon and and it's not like the titans offense did something great because they really didn't i think it was just the defense you know, and and just what and and you know the Rams' defense is on top of the game. Yes, they only allowed one touchdown, but they didn't allow that many yards. And it was kind of the same for the Titans' defense, which we, which when they played the Jets, you know, we we did our thing against their defense. But it seems like the defense is actually getting better for the Titans, which is very weird. Yeah, that's it. Because the Titans' offense pretty, pretty much did nothing. Like they had a 143 yards passing from Tannehill and then another 70 from the, the rushing department. So mm-hmm. we just scraped 200. <laughs> right. You know? and, and usually when teams do, do you know, defenses do, you know, things like that, that means that the offense should be taking advantage and winning that game. Exactly. Uh, that, that obviously didn't happen here. Yeah, and but yeah, shout out to the Titans though. I mean, they seven and two. I mean, I I remember before the season started, I said, you know, we need to need to watch out for them because I really had a great feeling about them. But they they doing they doing their thing. Shout out to the Titans, big win for them. Um, I'm I guess I guess I have the new uh Monday night slogan. It's uh referee Monday night because in the weird. In a weird game, the Steelers barely won 29 to 27, but it was the way how the Steelers won the game. I guess the last two minutes was weird. Um, how you felt about that game? Yeah, I was watching that game, and there was just a bunch of things that was kind of weird to me. Um, one, one, the two that stand out the most was the touchdown that they gave Chicago when they said apparently the, the kick returner fumbled the ball. Like that was weird to me because he had the ball kind of like pinned on his side with his arm and was literally laying on the ground and got jumped on and the ball popped out while he was on the ground. So Mm -hmm. my thing was, do you not consider that possession with him having his arm, you know, pinning the ball up against his side? Like how does Mm -hmm. someone jump on someone while they're on the ground like that and causes a fumble. Right. Like that was weird to me. And then the next one was the ref bumping into the defensive player and then throwing the flag. I'm like, what was that about? That that whole sequence just looked really weird and you know can lead to people thinking that there's, you know, something up with the NFL where a referee does something like that. Right. But but did you think that it was a taunting? Uh did you think he deserved a taunting call for, for him uh 
for the I guess the Bears. I don't know if he was the linebacker or the defensive lineman, but for him doing what he did by looking at the sideline, because he because he didn't say nothing for what I saw, but it just seemed like I don't know. It, I just felt like you know it was just weird. I'm I'm so against this whole taunting thing in in that aspect because it's. It's, it doesn't, so like I said, you're playing a game that's dealing with emotion. So now you're telling these guys that they need to be these ferocious people going around and doing all these things. And for them barely saying, you know, to the, to the person, you know, I got you or something like that, that's what you get a penalty for. You right. know, like the word, like to me, one of the egregious ones was the CD Lamb one when he had the walk off, uh, the walk off touchdown, where he crosses the end zone, the guy pushes him after he's clearly out of bounds, and scored the touchdown. He gets up, waves at the defender, and he gets the penalty as well as a fine. Like that doesn't make any sense. It don't. To me, it don't, man. For me, it's just the fact of the matter is that this is the second straight week. You know, I'm I'm fin I I don't want to say it, but I feel like the referees are are giving these teams the win. You know, like why is like why is y'all calling so many calls in a certain amount of time? Like you know, like like let the like just let the let the I guess the teams be teams, and when we know it's the right call, we know you know now that. You know, we NFL fans, we know when it's the right call. You know, I just feel like it just gets weirder and weirder. And it's all and the taunting calls are getting crappy. Apparently the owners love it, but I don't understand. I, I really don't understand it now. Yeah, that that's to me the the owners loving it is a, a total other conversation dealing more with, you know, uh touching on more of the, the the stuff in terms of like uh how should I say the political stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's um that's where I think that whole ideology, you know, heads. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. This is this is ridiculous. But hopefully next Monday night it'll be something different. But if not, you know, the new the new instead of Monday night football, they're gonna call it a referee night football. So yeah. <laughs> That's the, so yeah, that's gonna be my new one for them. Um that before uh so who you got for player uh player of the week? Um yeah, I'm gonna go with Lamar, yeah. Like the the guy's just phenomenal in, in you know and what he's doing, especially with you know how many doubters he's had over you know his career despite you know his productivity. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson on this this week. I got you. Um I'll 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 pick Nick Chubb. Um Nick Chubb did what he had to do and got the job done. So yeah, mm -hmm. shout out to both of y'all. Y'all definitely deserve it. Um it wasn't too much going on, but yeah, we had a lot of bad picks. Um you only had six wins and I had five, so it's 77 to 71. Uh, bad week for us, so now we got a lot of making up to do this week. Um, so for for tomorrow night's game, we got the Ravens against the Dolphins. 
Yeah, yeah, Dolph Ravens. Yeah, Ravens hands down. Um, Dolphins ain't got no chance of beating them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, Falcons against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one at home. I think uh, the way they got handled by Denver last week is is. They're going to look at that and like, no, not again, especially against Atlanta team. That's kind of similar in that aspect where you don't really know what type of team you're going to get. So, yeah, I think I think Dallas is going to get their act together and win this one. Yeah, give me, yeah, give me the uh, give me the Cowboys, but I won't be surprised if it's a high scoring game. And I won't be surprised if the Falcons get close to, to beating the Cowboys. It's going to be a really high-scoring game. Um, I know it's Matty Ice, but still, you can't sleep on the Falcons on any given Sunday. So, But it will be a good game. Um, yeah. Uh, game game of the week, Saints versus Titans. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. Uh, just on the premise, you know, the Saints – they still start. They still have Trevor Simeon over there, and uh, I don't see him, you know, especially with the the rest of the pieces that they have there, um, them being able to go into Tennessee and and win that game. Mm. Um, I'm gonna choose the Saints. Um, the, I'm concerned for the Titans rushing, and I think the Saints have better defense, but I'm 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 really concerned about the Titans rushing. They you see what happens when when they don't have Henry and it shows, you know, like the Titans had to use what three or four different running backs and they still mm-hmm. didn't get get much yards. I know the Rams defense is good and I know that the Saints defense is good as well, but yeah. it's, it's a that's a really concern. You know, I know Tannehill could throw the ball per se, but. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for the Titans, um, the Titans offense. So, but I'm I'm gonna go shockingly, I'm gonna go with the Saints on this one. But it'll be a good game, definitely a must watch. Um, Jags against the Colts. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts on this one. You know, the Jags, the Jags got their miracle win out the win out the way last week. So yeah, I don't see them winning too many more games going going forward. <laughs> I agree. Um, give me give me the Colts as well. Um, but yeah, not to say it's any given Sunday, but yeah, give me the Colts on this one. Um, Browns against the Patriots. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, but I think that the Patriots pull out this one in a close game. Yeah, uh, this is going to, yeah, this is going to be tough. Um, Nick Chubb is back. Um, although Beckham is gone, yeah, uh, give me give me the Browns. You know, they this a this a this a this a must win game for both teams. But give me, give me the Browns on this one. Um, they, I feel like they got the composure on. They got the composure after that big win against the Bengals. Well, actually, um, Chubb might not play. Uh, he's in a COVID protocol. Oh, I forgot. Thank you. Uh, Kareem Hunt is still uh, injured, right? Yeah, but that's it. They have that guy. Um, what is it? Oh yeah, the Johnson, who's who played very well. So, who knows 
you know, what he what uh, he's doing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, still give me the Browns. I'll, I'll still go with the Browns. Thank you for reminding me. I forgot about the, the COVID protocol. That sucks for them. But, yeah, give me the Browns. Um, oh, the Lions are back. They're going against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, give me the yeah, Steelers, man. Especially the Steelers are at home. Like, yeah. Hey, Kyle, wouldn't that be something if the Lions would happen to go 0-17? Yeah. I can't imagine the first 17-game season and the Lions would be the first team to do it. Yeah, that hey, it's uh <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking like they they and they don't have an easy schedule. Like they play the Steelers, they play the Browns, they play the Bears, the Vikings, uh they're at Denver, they play the Cardinals, Falcons, oh gosh. Seattle. And Green Bay. Wow. So 0 and 17 is a big possibility as of right now. Yeah, I think the probably the, the best chance they have at winning is maybe uh the Bears at home and maybe Green Bay at the end of the year. Because if, if Green Bay kind of seals stuff up, they might not need to play everybody. So I don't know. I'm still. I'm still gonna go with Jordan Love. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, be right. But this, this thinking about 0 and 17, it's just crazy. I can't imagine that. After that, I don't. I don't want to hear nothing about the Jets. You can talk about a losing record. You can talk about whatever you want. But we're not going out. We're not going out 0 and 17 at all. <laughs> Yeah, so um Buccaneers against Washington. Uh yeah, I got the Bucks. I think, yeah. I think they're coming off a buy. So actually no, both teams are coming off the buy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, I'm going with the Bucks here. I think they're overall they're a better team. Yeah, we have in the Bucks as well. Um so that's Brady and I'm got the rest, so Brady gonna come out firing. Um Panthers versus Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, give me just give me the Cardinals. It doesn't even matter if um Kyler don't play or not. Just give me the Cardinals. For hands down. Um Vikings against the Chargers. Uh I think this is going to be a really good game. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go out on the limb though, and I'm going to say the Vikings in this one. Winning it on the road. Yeah, man. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go with the Chargers again. Um, Herbert did good. Um, he did decent. But the, I know. I know this one could be a high scoring game. Both teams are, are capable of scoring. So, yeah. But I'll give the Chargers the edge. Um, oh, Eagles against the Broncos. And this is yeah. This is another interesting one. I say I think they're they both teams are kind of on the same level in terms of talent. Uh, I'm gonna go with Denver at home on this one. Yeah, I'll go with Denver as well. And that's gonna be a close game as well. Um, both teams got got good defenses. Um, they young, 
Uh, both teams are young, and like I said, either whatever whatever happens, they both they both still still win. My eyes. So yeah, this will be a good game. This will be a good game as well. But I'll go with the Broncos. Um, Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson back. Seahawks against the Packers. Um. Yeah. Um. Is Rogers playing? They, like, did he come back? Or um, they he... they said they said they said uh, things go right. Rogers could clear the protocol by um by Saturday, and he could still play for Sunday. Um. Well, right now they got his status out. Let me see. Said Tuesday. Da, da, da. That he'll clear, yeah. So Rob just said on the Pat McAfee uh, show that he's confident he'll clear all necessary COVID nineteen protocols in order to play Sunday against the Seahawks. So if he clears the, so if he clears it by Saturday, he should be able to play. Yeah, in that case, I'm, I'm gonna go with Green Bay on that one. Yeah, we'll go we'll go with Green Bay. But if Rogers happens to not clear the protocol by Saturday, then We'll change our pick. We'll we'll mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> so um yeah. Uh, also Sunday night game Chiefs versus Raiders. Um. Yeah, we you know flip a coin. Yeah, I, I I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders on this one. Like the Chiefs have done mm. absolutely nothing to say. You know what? We're a team that can go on the road and beat anyone. <laughs> wow. That's 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 something else when you say that. <laughs> I felt I kind of felt that in my heart, but I, <laughs> I knew it was the truth, so I could <laughs> I really couldn't say nothing bad about that. Um, and also the Raiders got uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, this will be an interesting game, but I, yeah, I'm, you know what? Give give me the Raiders as well. I, I actually like that pick. Um, give me the Raiders. Um, and last but not least, the Monday night game, Rams against the 49ers. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams, but I think this is actually going to be a closer game than what people are going to expect it to be. I, I agree. I agree with this, but you know what? Stafford, Stafford has to come out firing. Um, you can't afford to, like, just in my opinion, because – of the NFC of the NFC um, playoffs right now, you can't afford to lose many games, you know. And um, the Rams right now is in fifth place, and they will be playing. Oh Lord, what is it? What is it this year? It's two and seven. What is it? Oh, I forgot what it is because it's supposed to be six teams. So it's two seven, three six four five. So the Rams will play the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, and they and they and they down by I think a game on on uh, Arizona right now, but you can't afford to lose too many games because the Saints is in six, the Falcons is in seventh, and you want to stay on top of that game. You know, you want to stay up there with Arizona. You don't you don't want to be too far down. So. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta start winning these games because you know you don't want you don't want you don't want to go against you don't want to go against uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, or 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 even Arizona per se in the second round. So so yeah, so it's crazy. 
sorry about that. But yeah, but it's crazy per se. So that's 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 how I feel about that. You know, mm-hmm. AFC is not looking well. Shock. Well, this is shocking me. Um, the AFC, the, the Tennessee's in first, Baltimore's in second, Chargers in third, Bills in fourth, uh, Raiders in fifth, Steelers sixth. New England has actually got the last spot over the Chiefs and over Cleveland and Cincinnati and and Denver. If the playoffs was to start today. Yeah. So, yeah, we well, we got another half of football. Um, That's it for our podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. If you want to find find our uh, group for NY Jets fans only, um, just search NY Jets fans and we'll, myself or Kyle will welcome y'all with open arms. Um, we and us together as Jets fans, but we love NFL in general, so we'll still talk about some football per se. We do this for y'all every week. Until next week, take a fight. Right.